Wow, Stevie, what are you doing here in my living room? I'm on Skype, you idiot. What are you doing in your living room? Oh, I was just finishing off this beer and getting ready to fry up some nice, tasty bacon. Care to join me? I do. But before that bacon settles, we should go see the new movie Okja, the new Junho Bong movie about a young girl who risked everything to uh, save her best friend, Giant Animal. But I'm looking at the newspapers here, and I don't see it playing anywhere. And it's on the Netflix, and I can't afford that. Just want to fly to Korea to see it instead? I can't afford Netflix either. Korea sounds amazing. Let's go! Let's go! Man, who would have guessed they actually aren't showing it in theaters in Korea? That was weird. That was a great time. Those bastards can drink. I'll tell you what. But Stevie, what did you think about the movie Okja, a Netflix original? So is it like a, actually like a Netflix original or did like someone make it and Netflix just bought it? Sometimes they do that. My understanding is this film was funded by uh, Netflix um, and the creator Jun Ho Bong. Another Cypress Hill hit from the bong here. But uh, <laughs> Uh, I think that he had the idea for the film, but Netflix was really the only avenue that he had to create this film uh, in his vision, which I think helped the film because it's definitely intense. Uh, (laughs) Pretty sad, too. You cried. Yeah, I mean, we'll get to it later, but I did cry. I have like a soft spot for adorable animals, and Okja is definitely an adorable animal. We needed a miracle. And then we got one. This beautiful and special little creature will be a revolution in the livestock industry. Our super pigs will not only be big and beautiful, they will also leave a minimal footprint on the environment, consume less feed, and produce less excretions. It starts off with Tilda Swinton kind of doing a press conference for, is it just like a failing like meat company? Yeah, it's a, it's a revamped meat company with a new mission statement. Uh, she references her twin sister, who's also played by Tilda Swinton, during this part as being a former CEO. It's the second time it's happened. She also did that in Little in uh, not Little Caesars. Uh, she also did that in Hail Caesar. Well, it's kind of the reverse too of adaptation. We have Nick Cage playing the the two twins. Very true. But um, she's kind of doing this press conference for a revamped meat company, product company. This is actually one of the scenes I had a problem with because this is just like a face melting amount of exposition in this first scene. They're just like setting up everything in this world. Like, okay, we got to tell you about this pig and uh, we got to solve world hunger where it used to be a bad company. Now we're a good company. It's like boom, 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 facts. Like all these locations are being thrown out there. It's just like... We know these walls are stained with the blood of fine working men. But today, I reclaim this space to tell you a beautiful story. Now the rotten CEOs are gone. It's Mirando's new era with me and with new core values, environment and life. Awesome. Oh, you're much more fun than the last chief executive. Well, former CEO Nancy's my sister, but uh, we're very different people. We have very different ways of being. We have very different business ethics. Oh, wasn't was a little nervous. Organic. Not at all. It didn't unfold in a very organic way. Long story short, though, they're making 
super pigs to solve <laughs> world hunger. Uh, which I actually thought that this plot point was pretty interesting because it humanized the company in some way. Because Tilda Swinton's character, I thought that she actually was in it for the right reasons. Or the good twin, um, Lucy, was in it for the right reasons. Right. Um, pretty much they send, was it 26 super pigs around the world? And whoever has the biggest, healthiest pig uh, gets, I mean, it's kind of a stupid ploy, but gets taken to America. It becomes like the best in show, show pig, and the flagship yeah, pig. Yeah, which we find out later on is not the case. But after this giant press conference, we're dropped into the pretty much the upper hills of uh, it's Korea, right? Yeah, Korea. Supposedly within running distance of Seoul, I guess. But also yeah, in a, I, I Mountain guess town. that too. I see. I thought it was Japan for the longest time. Not until like we actually got to Seoul. I was like, "Oh, it's Korea." Well, I was relieved uh, to hear Paul Dano, Dano, who's also in this film later on, uh, say in an interview that it was definitely inspired with elements of uh, Japanese anime and uh, Studio Ghibli. So we've spoiled. Uh, what was the movie we spoiled? Princess Mononoke. Yeah, so there's definitely elements of that, but it's I didn't want to feel like I was lumping in all of Asian film into one bucket, but no, it was definitely, it was intentional and talked about in interviews. We saw Okja. Oh, you mean that movie just like Princess Mononoke? No, not at all. And people from Asia love it when you mix up what country they're from. They think it's a hoot and a holler. Well, you've traveled many times over to the, uh, actually over to Japan. Uh, you've also been, where else? You've been to China? No, I've been to Singapore, though, too. Been to Singapore close enough. Sorry. Didn't see uh, any super pigs when I was there, though. <laughs> believe it or not. But, uh, so, the of course, the Korean locations are building the biggest and best pig, uh, the title character, Okja. And one thing I want to touch on, too, from this opening, opening little bit is, uh, what was the, the girl's name? Me- it was- okay, well, it's, it was pronounced several different ways throughout the movie. But she's uh, played by, I can't even say her name. Si Hyun An. Si Hyun An. Yeah. And her, and her job is to yell, Oh, ja! Over and over throughout the course of the movie. Her, yeah, it's kind of like Shia LaBeouf and Transformers, except we have, I think her name's Misha or Mia mm-hmm. or Mi- Misha. Is it Misha? Uh, Misha, Misha, I think. It sounded close to like, kind of like how you would say like uh, Michelle. I think it was Misha. Yeah, but she is a grandpa, and the grandpa is one of the biggest dicks in this whole movie. <laughs> He's he, pretty greasy. He lies to her about being able to keep the pig. Then he sneaks her away when the pig gets taken away, so she doesn't even get to say goodbye. And then he uh, prevents her from going to save the pig. Not only did he, like, take her away, but he took her to see, like, the grave sites of her parents, which is, like, super dark, don't you think? Yeah, it was a little uh, Bruce Wayne and Mask of the Phantasm. <laughs> so I'm just not like... only are you, like, not only are you, like, revisiting, like, your parents dying, but also when you get back, that beloved animal that you, like, is the only thing you love in life is going to be gone. When I love films with subtitles, too, I really do. I would rather watch a film with subtitles than a film with dubs, but... I feel like some things are lost in translation uh, because w- as the film bounces back and forth between America and Korea, it bounces back and forth between subtitles and English. But when it's in uh, Korea, the grandpa says something to the effects of, so which one of your par- dead parents do you miss more, mom or dad? It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? 
Is that supposed to be funny? Is that supposed to be? He like, also said quirky? something kind of off color too. He was like, "You're almost a woman. Be getting married soon," and she does not look old at all. No, not at all. It was a little weird. Yeah. But that's basically the opening act, and so then uh, the super pig Okja gets taken to America by this evil corporation, um, and then enter the plot of the what was it AFL. The animal or well, AL, the uh, AFL was actually in Seoul. Was in Seoul. Oh yeah, right, right, right. Because they kind of did to that kind to... of like Reservoir Dogs heat thing where um, Okja is pretty much being loaded up on uh, what's the company's name again? I can't remember the name. It told us one's company. It's Miranda's being loaded up on the company man's truck, and this other truck is following them. Uh, eventually crashes that truck with Misha on it. Surprisingly, somehow she didn't die. Yeah, that was was pretty ridiculous. 60, flies off a truck, bangs around, and then just walks away with a limp. You know, two years ago, I slip on black ice and shatter my leg in three spots. It just doesn't work that way. But um, then we're introduced to the AFL, which is pretty much... The Animal Liberation... ALF, there we go. Yeah, Federation or something like that. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Headed up by Paul Dano. Uh, we also spoiled Swiss Army Man from him. He's one of my favorite oh, yeah. actors right now. Yeah, you just saw... Um, well, we, act, we, we've we seen uh, Love and Mercy, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. The Beach Boys uh, bio, and then uh, There Will Be Blood. You just watched that, right? Yeah, I watch that pretty much every time I fly, because it's long, and it's... Help, helps you fall asleep. No, a little bit, but <laughs> he's great in that, too. But, uh, yeah, so he... He's kind of like a, uh, uh, let's see, it's a very proper terrorist in a way. You know what I mean? Like he has these, his character has these like moral standards, like not to lie. Uh, they don't want to move forward on a plan unless it's uh, signed off on by the little girl. Um, right. Which but, is one of the worst parts of the movie. But yeah, <laughs> but, yeah but they're also like literally terrorists who, who are stealing from a major corporation. So I thought his performance was pretty good. I mean, his performance might have been good. I didn't like his dialogue. It just seemed very, like, cookie-cutter and, like, cut and dry. You know what I mean? Like, his dialogue was pretty much exposition. Like, he was, <sighs> yeah. like, there to, like, scream and explain things. Yeah, because he comes in twice, and, and the, the film has these moments of slowing down. But I think for the most part, though, other than the Tilda Swinton intro and the couple of times when we hear from Paul Dano, this movie does a great job of showing and not telling about the characters mm-hmm. because even for like the super pig Okja, like there's a scene early on where uh, the little girl is falling to her death and Okja like makes a last second run for it and is able to like logic enough that he can swing a rope around a log to save her. Mm-hmm. sacrifices himself so like the, the director uh bong is showing us that like this is a highly intelligent super pig it's not just livestock whereas like a lesser director if they would have made this would have just done like are you seeing these tests right now it's iq is <laughs> off the charts it's some like scientists yeah and in scene. the beginning too like misha like talks to okja a lot like she's constantly talking to okja and it's they do these kind of like zoom up um 
these close-ups with Okja's eyes where it, you can definitely tell it's understanding what she's saying. Mm-hmm. So uh, one last scene that we get in Seoul, though, is that the little girl escapes with uh, Okja temporarily. Uh, and then there's a mall destruction scene. Did that remind you of any other movies? Well, there's a lost episode of Blues Brothers that never hit the air. That kind of <laughs> reminded me of that. You, I can't see a mall getting destroyed without thinking of Blues Brothers. Obligatory. And, uh, I also kind of wanted to. <laughs> when they threw the marbles out out the back of the truck, I started laughing. What about the poop? Oh, that too was very Home Alone-y. And I, they play this music in a lot of uh, uh, British movies and comedies. You know that. You know that music I'm talking about. Yeah. What is it? Uh, I can't. We'll, we'll play the Benny, it. Over. Benny Hill music. Yeah, it's the yeah. Benny. It's the, I was kind of waiting for them to start playing that, but uh, the mall sequences were very silly. Like, the mall sequence was very silly, as was, I guess, the projectile pooping for comedic effect. I would describe the tone of this similar to a Coen Brothers movie, where there's moments of like black comedy, there's moments of slapstick comedy, there's also mm-hmm. moments of real like dark, dark drama, like we see more in the second act, like. Once they take this, yeah. Once they take the super pig back to America, basically, the plan is is that <laughs> they're gonna they hooked up a secret uh, video camera to it, so they're gonna expose the evil corporation with this video uh, that's gathered from inside. And on the day of the big pig weigh-in parade, they're gonna <laughs> kidnap it back. Um, and the little girl doesn't agree to this, but a translator lies about it and, and says she does. But any, anyway, so like like we said, we get back to America, but then this part is filled with like pig rape and pig torture pig rape was like hard like that was i kind of had to turn away i mean i guess it might be how things go down in a slaughterhouse but holy shit that was intense yeah because okja is like this very um innocent character as is misha and i mean they're both extremely innocent and the innocence is taken away in a heartbeat pretty much by uh jake a drunken jake gyllenhaal playing an american anime character Okay, so let's talk about uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's performance, and, and I'm a huge uh, fan of his. I like the the choices he's making recently. Maybe he's other a than really life. good actor. Yeah, I've been great. But what did you think about him in this movie? Some people say he's a little too over the top. This is a unspeakable place. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> There are worse rooms out there. <laughs> Lucy Miranda says I'm not supposed to harm you in here. Well, at least not visibly. She wants you perfect for her big telecast. But when a woman humiliates a man in front of his own colleagues, a man is inclined to make his own decisions. Yeah, but I think that's like what the character was. If you've ever watched any anime, or I mean, for the most simplistic, if you've ever seen like in the Dragon Ball Z series, anytime they show like anyone from America, it's very over the top and says pretty much the corniest things possible. 
So I think that's pretty much the character that uh, Bong was going for. Yeah, I totally agree because he's not just like a crazy American. He's like an American who's on the last legs of a dying celebrity who's desperate to... He's like Steve Irwin that like went into like an opium den and never fully recovered from it. Who are those guys? Like Jeff Corwin is a Bumafu guy. Like he's yeah, I like that. Like Bill Nye, who's just making mm-hmm. bad Netflix shows nowadays. But anyway, <laughs> so yeah, they're torturing the pig. Uh, it's live streaming back to the the terrace, so they know what's going on. Um, and then in the meantime, uh, are we saying her name? Mija. Mija. You can say it's pronounced several different ways throughout the movie. And goes, I heard Mija, Misha, Mija, the character. We'll Misha. say Misha. Yeah, but okay, Misha is yeah. still brought into the mix because. Uh, the company has set, had this big PR setback, right, because the mm-hmm. whole terrorist incident. Um, so now they're bringing her into the mix to be like, have this To make it all okay. Yeah, like reunion. Um, and then at some point, Tilda Swinton's replaced by her uh, twin sister, which I didn't really get. Did, can you explain that? Like the twi- uh, her playing two different characters. Also, forgive the dog. Wooden floors are a nightmare with a dog. But um, I don't see how you can be mad at an animal after watching this movie. It makes you just want to hug no, your No, it also just like maybe also wanted to go like full vegetarian, but we'll get to that in a minute. No, I'm um, still finishing this bacon, though. It's delicious. <laughs> Do you want another piece? <laughs> Put on some sizzle. Um, yeah, I didn't really understand that either. This whole time, Tilda Swinton's uh, the pretty much main uh, antagonist, Lucy, is kind of like phantom looking over her shoulder pretty much saying how much better she is than her sister and then i guess you could say like her number two in command played by uh, giancarlo esposito plays the character frank dawson pretty much um goes to her twin sister to cause a coup which her sister is i guess worse than lucy like uh her twin sister nancy's like uh pretty much you know, numbers above all. I don't care how I do it. I just want to meet the numbers. Well, just to backtrack a little bit, that Frank Dawson was the Gus character on Breaking Bad. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, but I didn't quite understand, like, he's trying to usher in this other CEO because he thinks that she's more ruthless, I guess. Um, yeah. Which, which she seemed to be, but it didn't... I don't know. It was just adding, like, a little bit of, like corporate political intrigue because this movie isn't just about like don't eat meat that's way too of an oversimplification like it's also has commentary on capitalism and commentary on like consumerism and pollution pollution and a bunch of other stuff but this nancy character wants to just kill all the pigs even the biggest and the best ones which makes no sense from like a breeding perspective right makes no sense from a breeding perspective or even just like, I guess she doesn't care about PR at all, which was the stark difference between her and her twin sister. And which we found out in, in just like one of the most morbid scenes you can see, she really wants to kill all the pigs. Yeah. And, but, it, but, but like what I'm saying is like, why would you kill the biggest pig without it having babies? Like, she's literally just like, yeah, let's kill did, all of was, the pigs I now. Guess, and <laughs> would she just want to get rid of that division? <laughs> that doesn't, I mean, if you want a long lasting, I guess, meat supply, Killing your best breeder and like your biggest pig is not the way to go about it. Also, the number of pigs jumped from like 24 to like 10,000 in the slaughterhouse within like a couple <sighs> days. I don't know how that happened. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're nitpicking here. So, 
Of course, uh, there's a big showdown in the slaughterhouse at the end of the movie. Uh, we see her, the little girl, walking through the slaughterhouse in the different phases of how these like animals are just treated terribly. Just uh, giant pigs cut in half by chainsaws. It's pretty graphic. It's pretty... It was gruesome. That part's like hard to watch. That's one of the closest I came to crying during this movie. But she, she sees her oh, giant pig, Okja, and then all of these characters come together. We have the terrorists coming in and the corporate people coming in. And eventually, and I think this is significant, but I'm not sure if I know how yet. The problem isn't solved by the terrorists and their anarchy. And it isn't solved by like asking from a handout from the evil CEO. It's solved by trading a golden pig that was given to the little girl at the beginning of the movie by her grandpa. Greasy grandpa. For the life of the real pig. I want to go home with Dokja. No, it's my property. Terminalo. I want to buy Okta alive. And so, like, in this movie that, that has very, very many anti-capitalistic themes, it's ultimately solved by like by capitalism, by fair trade. Yeah. What did you What did you make of like the ending, the main spoiler here? I mean, you and I have seen probably close to upwards of over a thousand movies so far in our lives. I would say so, at least combined. You have to know pretty early on that golden pig isn't placed there for nothing. Oh, so, for sure. I mean, it was a little like, uh. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, I mean, it wasn't, I guess, kind of like, what are they, what's it called, a deus ex machina? Yeah, or like almost kinda, like, yeah. Something out of nowhere just saves the day. It doesn't make, it doesn't make sense how that one golden statuette, though, could be worth the value of the biggest and best super pig that science has ever bred. Yeah, I mean. So I and maybe, maybe this character was just like impressed with her, like. Oh, here's this other like. Oh, here's another capitalist who wants to trade. <laughs> woman in business. Yeah, I don't. I don't know and if I get that ending. I'm not saying I it's bad. I'm not saying if I, I don't know if I get what. I didn't dig it ultimately because it's you know what I mean it's kind of just like okay if here's my pig to save, you know here's a pig to save my pig, but also it goes against everything that like I've been against this whole movie. Also, the way they're killing these pigs is killing these pigs are pretty gross. Like, um, the way I can describe it for those, I mean, if you haven't seen the movie or listen to this, I'm sorry, there's a ton of spoilers, but also, um, it's kind of using like this air gun, kind of like from, um, Old Country for Old Men, No Country for Old Men. Yeah, exactly like it. I mean, it's identical and there's this guy who's, you know, working a 12 hour shift, probably doesn't want to be there, just like shucking all these pigs and Oakjaw's next one up. And that's where I thought Oakjaw might die at this point. The little girl screams, Oakjaw! Again, and that makes him wait, and then there's this big standoff where it's like, will he, won't he, will he, won't he. Uh, yeah. We even get like a little like thumbs down from Tilda Swinton, reminiscent of Gladiator. Uh, but And that's when Misha busts out the golden pig. Yeah, but I guess that's not really the last scene. So then we have the scene of uh, the little girl walking out with Oak Jack. <laughs> this is sad. This is where I cried. Don't get the crying moment. This yeah. is where I cried. And, and she's realized, like, well, I've saved one, but I'm watching all these other ones getting marched. Easily 5,000 super pigs out in the middle of a field in what looks like Jersey. Exactly, yeah. And then this one, these two parent pigs 
excuse me, nestled a little baby pig out into the road, and then Okja puts the baby pig in his mouth, and they sneak <laughs> it home to Korea, smuggle it all the way. And so they saved one more. And then there's, like, one last shot of uh, the whole family with the grandpa playing together, and then another callback, lots of callbacks in this episode, but another callback to Captain Fantastic, where the movie ends with a very extended shot of the family having dinner. Like, mm-hmm. A minute plus, maybe, hanging on one shot. Nothing moving. Okja also shoots the grandpa look like she hasn't forgiven him. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of funny. I like that, she, though, because it's not all, I guess, happy-go-lucky. There's a little bit no. of yeah, feeling still there. But it does end with eating, which is always nice. Uh, so one other thing I wanted to talk about, too, is this film, uh, I think it debuted at Cannes, and when it did, it was booed by the critics there when the Netflix logo came up. Um, we sort of uh, talked about in the beginning, uh, before I sobered up with that tasty bacon, that uh, <laughs> that this movie wasn't playing in theaters really, uh, unless you live in New York and LA here in the US, and then in Korea, they weren't showing it at all in theaters, uh, as we found out when we flew over there. So like, I guess, what are your thoughts on this being, we're both lovers of movies and going to the cinema, what do you think about this being one of the best movies of the year and being straight to Netflix. Well, is is, is that how you pronounce it, Canes? I've been calling it Cannes since I was like five. Is Canes a like a like pronunciation? The Cannes Film Festival. I've been drinking a little bit more since the bacon, so. <laughs> but um, I also heard that crowd is ruthless. But this was probably what would you say the third best movie of the year we've seen so far? I've got just it behi- three just behind Get Out and Baby Driver. Exactly. Yeah. And I wish it would hit theaters, but as long as it's being shown in a widespread form, I'm not mad about it. Whether it's, you know, out in theaters or, I mean, Netflix is beating all the cable subscriptions by a large mile. So as long as it's being showing on a wide platform, I'm not mad at it. Well, it's, it sounds like it, a conversation that we might have in the future on a podcast about legend that it's... <laughs> Movies where directors and filmmakers and writers are given more creative control. Maybe for less money. Yeah, they're bigger gambles, but they can turn out so much better. And this couldn't, this wouldn't be the same movie if it came out from like a big studio. No, I don't think we would even get the, uh, like like any of the uh, slaughterhouse scenes. Oh, none at all. You'd have like big slaughterhouse lobby saying we can't have this. Like, and you'd probably get like an overhearing conversation that would change the uh, the main character's direction. But yeah, you make a really good point. If directors want more freedom, Netflix, I mean, if directors, writers want more freedom, Netflix is probably a solid avenue to go on. Yeah, it's it's a little sad because like I said, I do like going to the movie theater and then I have a better experience usually in a movie theater just because it's a bigger screen. It's just fun. But yeah. I mean, if it means sacrificing creative control like we see in Young Han Solo, I'll go for Netflix all day. No problem. That movie's going to suck. <laughs> so any, uh, any final thoughts before we get our yes or no's in here? Uh, the, I didn't have many. Like, if, we nip, like, if we ever say like, we have a problem with this movie because I enjoyed the hell out of it, it's honestly just nitpicking and kind of just trying to talk about things. But the only issue... I had with this movie was sometimes the subtitles were on and sometimes they weren't. And the one place it shouldn't have been is when she said she wanted to take Okja back to the mountains. Mm. If they really wanted to kind of like 
turn it and make some point of a surprise of it. They should have just had her speak and had the character say she wants, um, you know, she wants to take Oksha to America. That was, that's like the only gripe I had with it. Otherwise, I loved it. I I agree, but that would mean it's a different film going experience for American and Korean audiences. Because if you're Korean, you're just gonna know. That's very true. Unless, unless you a, would blink out the translation. Oh, kind of like that'd been a kind of creative way to go. Just mute his uh, mute her dialogue altogether. Sounds like we should get a producing credit on next like Bond movie. Like Tilda Swinton and Brad Pitt did. They both were. <laughs> producers on this but so it sounds like a yes for you then yeah uh third best movie of the year so far um 2017 has been kind of a weird year hasn't it yeah well we were talking about before this i saw the two best movies of or two of the three best movies of the year this week it's june it was july now but yeah overall i really enjoyed uh okja give this movie a yes even if you're an animal lover like my wife was who cried a lot during this movie um definite yes for me oh oh one more question is this sadder than uh um, when a monster calls or a monster calls oh those are different movies man um but i would say those are the two saddest movies we've ever spoiled yeah did a monster calls come out when did that come out last october uh december okay yes yeah, so that didn't make the cut for 2017 hours it'd be in my top five um Different movies. I'll say uh, A Monster Calls was sadder just because I have a really close relationship with my mom. And Okja wasn't a fuzzy little dog who died. So I'd say One uh, of Monster Calls was sadder, but Okja did make me question eating red meat as often as I do. <laughs> yeah, Okja almost made me regret my third BLT we've had during this <laughs> podcast. So I guess, yeah, yeah, we should uh, hit the people with some plugs. We don't have our recording yet from Spoiler Man. That's coming soon. But for now, if you want to tweet us, it's at spoilers underscore pod. We're at Instagram at podcast spoilers or email podcast spoilers at gmail.com. Uh, and the nicest thing to do is to Google us on the iTunes app. Uh, give us uh, five stars by clicking on reviews and then giving us some or stars. Or give us one star and tell us how bad we are. That's what helps us out the most. So, uh, anything else I'm missing here? Uh, if you want to call us, we actually we've gotten a few voicemails. If you want to call us through the phone? It's nine zero three spoil oh seven oh seven nine zero three seven seven six four five zero seven. And then uh, Joshua, Give us a call, even if you just want to talk about random movies. Yeah, if let us know what you think something. about random ones. You might even spoil that movie for all we know. Maybe you hate Okja and you love bacon as much as I do. Let us know. Then uh, Josh Hensley of the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. I think that's everything. So that was spoilers. Yeah.